This is Mark Robinson from Old Miss Football, and you're listening to Spitter Nation interview. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, powered by Total Sports Enterprises, part of the Big Play vidcast network over on YouTube. I'm your host, G Striker, and the schedule is about ready to drop, but fortunately, I am joined today by one of Steeler Nation's longest tenured writers and my partner in crime for this past year's draft. That is Mr. Ben McCallion. Ben, tell Steeler Nation how you're feeling today. I am so excited. I mean, if draft was, you know, our NFL Christmas, if you will, right. this is almost like our New Year's, where now that we have our new players, <laughs> our new toys, time to see how we can play with them here in the in the actual seasons. I am pumped. Oh, that's awesome, awesome to hear, man. And that is the perfect way to say it. I love your take on Pittsburgh Steelers New Year, because now we're getting to see what the this New Year's schedule will be. Perfectly said. Also, I want to make a big point. You are now the second person at Steeler Nation to be doing a vidcast and or podcast COVID positive. So fortunately, we are separated by this nice divider right here on this side <laughs> of the screen to keep me from getting COVID during this podcast. This and vidcast. I'm locked away in a bubble, so we're all good. <laughs> Perfect. Social distancing at its finest, Steeler Nation. Uh, but first, first of all, I want to thank our captain, uh, Justin McGonigal, keeping up to date the Steeler on SteelerNation.com, the page which is actually telling us, releasing all the leaks. Let's go over a couple of these leaks as they're going. Obviously, we know home and away this year, we've got the division, Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati. We also know that we have two teams with the stink of New England, of uh, Tom Brady, and that is the New England Patriots and Tampa Bay at home this year. Also have Vegas at home, also have the Jets at home, and have New Orleans at home. So those are, we have less home games this year than we do away games. We have eight at home, nine on the road. So I don't know, at least home-wise, do you think we might have a 50th anniversary game here with with, uh, Las Vegas Raiders commemorating the Immaculate Reception, which I know occurs on a Friday this year. It's, it would be uh, December 23rd, but possibly that week. Do you think that could happen? I think so. I mean, it, it, it makes sense if we look at it. So uh, Christmas Day is that Sunday. Right. NFL's already carved out three games. There's only, there, they only said it's only, it's only going to be three games. So that leaves there. It's going to open up this Saturday, which I know that they have a couple of Christmas Eve games slated. Right. But in the COVID world, they prove that they can play games on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Monday afternoon, on a Friday afternoon, whatever it is. So a Friday game is not out of the question, especially on a holiday weekend. Perfect. And then on the road, obviously our divisional opponents, we got Buffalo on the road, Atlanta on the road, Carolina, the Colts, Miami, and the Eagles. So now we can start talking about possible schedule leaks like i, I uh, alluded to at steelernation.com justin mcgonigal's great article uh right now the leaks that we have heard thus far week one you've heard that one what's week one ben week one in cincy and i think that one's not, it, that's a beyond a leak at this point that one has been confirmed by both sides <laughs> and, and what is this now eight or nine straight years that the steelers have opened on the road i cannot believe this crap New quarterback, 
new situation. Steelers, no respect on the road against the division winner from last year, the team that we couldn't even compete against last year. So this will be a very interesting opening matchup against last year's Super Bowl uh, playoff team for the AFC that represented the AFC. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. And the Bengals are one where they didn't really lose anyone. They more reloaded in a way. Um, and Steelers, they're going to have a new secondary against that receiving core. That's going to be a tough one. But we said the same thing about Buffalo last year. So they still have to play the game. Right. And uh, week two, I've heard that New England is a possibility of coming to play in Pittsburgh week two, as well as the Jets week four. So Couple the, oh, yeah, sorry, I, I think the Pats were actually confirmed. So the okay. Pats are confirmed as the home opener on the 18th. Perfect. Perfect. And that would then leave the Jets on the fourth. Um, New Orleans, week 10 at home. Cincinnati then coming back week 11 to Pittsburgh, week tw- which is supposed to be a Sunday night game. And then week 12 at Indianapolis for a Monday night game. Yeah. I mean, um, it's weird. Whenever I think of games in Indianapolis on Monday night, I just have flashbacks to the 2005 game where yeah. Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison just lit him up. So I hope it's not a repeat of that. I don't think it will be. Um, but, yeah, we finally got one primetime game out there, which, you know, the Steelers are, are good for a good four or five primetime games. So right. that knocks one out. Let's see what the other three or four are. Yep. And then following, we just had a couple leaks here from Baltimore uh, supposedly week 14, they should be playing us at home week 17. We will be playing them on the road. And I absolutely hate playing a division opponent twice in four weeks or three weeks. And it's been happening with regularity and I cannot stand it. I prefer to see division opponents once in the first half of the season, once in the second half of the season, because the problem occurs if you have a certain situation where you have a key player with an injury, they get that matchup with that player with that in, with that injury that they can take advantage. Of. It hurt us in the past. Last week we benefit, or last year we benefited with Lamar Jackson being injured uh, on those matchups. So plus and a minus. And then the other one we heard was at Carolina week 15. So that is all we have thus far. Um, what do you think about playing two divisional opponents at four weeks apart? It's tough. Um, but I think they did it last year, right? The last quarter of the season, they ran through a tough stretch, especially with with uh, the Ravens as well. So obviously we know how Mike Tomlin sees it. He's not afraid of it. He loves AFC North football, um, but it's tough. As soon as you start getting the clumps of divisional games back to back to back, especially later in the season, when yeah. we know these games are going to mean more than if they were to play in September, October, it's tough. But if they win, that's that 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 would be optimal obviously <laughs> and i know and steel nation we are here this is your show your comments your question miles press graves you know the drill man we up in here philip rainwater welcome to the show haven't heard your name before but welcome facebook hey guys hey philip good to, good to hear from you let's go steelers thank you there mr wood good to hear from you sir michael hall we are live nice Bettis jersey going out here, but I don't think that's a Bettis. It looks like a 39, not a 36. That's right. Yeah, that would be a Minka. Super Bowl, the Super Bowl year, too. So it's not a Minka Fitzpatrick jersey. It's a Willie Parker jersey. Really fast Willie Parker. That's an old Reebok. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, he said, sorry, I meant Minka. Yep, no, we were both wrong. 
weird book because he hasn't played in a Super Bowl for us yet. That's yet. right. We got to quantify that. Emil, how you doing? What up, bro? We see, I see we got a tough schedule again. Love it. Go Steeler Nation. Yeah. Schedule is going to be tough, but it's not the toughest like we had last year. This schedule is a lot easier for us. One more thing I wanted to mention too, as far as for the uh, NFC South opponents, we've got the two tougher opponents, Tampa Bay and New Orleans, in my opinion, at home. We're playing Atlanta and Carolina on the road. So that gives us a little bit of an advantage with our NFC South matchups. Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Philip, we can get through it. Yes, we can. Chuck Duffield, how you doing, sir? Hey, hi, guy. Look, we have a tough schedule, but we can cover. We can come and play both sides of the ball. Yes, we can. And I'm excited for the defense this year, and I'm excited to see how this crazy offense is going to end up uh, shaping up to hopefully we get a lot more say with Matt Canada going to see more RPO more play action utilizing different players in different moments kind of like the way Kansas City does to try to create mismatches with personnel that's what I've been waiting for ever since we drafted or since we uh, uh, promoted Matt Canada to see something other than the Ben Roethlisberger offense which just ended up being a dink and dunk offense I just want to see snaps under center quite yeah. honestly that's it <laughs> i'm kind of sick of the shotgun every time <laughs> right right miles i've decided i'm moving to pittsburgh hopefully by the fall that's awesome miles let me know man because i'd like to go we can hang out at some tailgates we can check out the steelers man that'd be great congratulations because I, I think you're out west somewhere aren't you man weren't you in cali uh, i think that's what we were talking about before michael scott join us how you doing michael Opener at Bengals. Hope we can upset their home opener. Oh, me too. It's time we win another game in Queen City. Let's see if we can have another quarterback other than Ben Roethlisberger start owning these Ohio teams. Be absolutely great. Calvin Pitton and hey, fellas, just joining. What week do we play Tampa Bay? Thus far, uh, Tampa Bay is not has not been released yet. You have anything coming across the screen? I know we're approaching 8 o'clock. I know once we start hitting 8 o'clock from past shows, the schedule tends to come out in its entirety pretty soon. So that's why we're here. We're <laughs> going to talk about it. We're going to see if some of these uh, prognostications were correct uh, for that we've gotten for the leaks because it's all going to get locked in here real soon. Jersey! Oh, you're going to – oh, yeah, you live in Jersey. Now you're moving to a much better place. Much better place. Excellent, man. That's great. Mateo Duran, Mateo Duran, somebody's got a running back love here in the house. Talk about Mateo Duran, Mr. Ben. First of all, Jordan, you recognize this? So, th so this is actually a picture that Jordan took. He's our, he's our team photographer. Uh, Jordan! <laughs> See, I love Mateo Duran. He got the biggest contract of an undrafted rookie free agent running back ever in Steelers history. Mm. A lot of upside. I see him as like a Mawelde Moore. So I think he's going to be a preseason stud. Nice. Oh, that's great. That is great. And I'm going to be opening this up too. A um, couple things that I want to think about. I always like it when we have the Battle of Pennsylvania game, getting to play Philadelphia, albeit on the other side of the state in Philly. This is usually a team that we play in the preseason. Um, because our, you know, it's very easy to schedule a cross state rival for these types of things. All I know, Steeler Nation, 
if you're going to that game in Philadelphia, be prepared to take some heat from the Philly faithful. I have a story personally going to a preseason game, a preseason game, getting pelted with peanuts in the upper level in a preseason game. Philly fans at their finest. The city of brotherly love showing brotherly love the only way they know how with a headlock and a noogie. See, I think this is the kind of game every single year, instead of playing it either in Pittsburgh or Philly, just meet halfway, either, you know, Hershey, State College. Yeah. You know, no, something like great. that on neutral turf, like a PA bull. I yeah. Mean, that'd be amazing. It would be. I, I was always hoping they do like a, uh, like a, a uh, Penguins versus Flyers at State College. That would just be an amazing environment. Over 100,000 fans packed in there to watch hockey. That kind of stuff is amazing. Jordan also writing back to us. I'm going over to rookie minicamp tomorrow to catch some of these players. That is awesome. Is that open to the public, Jordan, or do you have press credentials from Steeler Nation? Because I wasn't sure if that was open to the public or not. But I'm super excited for rookie minicamp. It means we're going to start bringing guys in. Also going to be excited to hear on what second-year players may come because second-year players sometimes come to rookie minicamp as well. Could, could we see Najee? Could we see Pat Fryermuth? I mean, these are some some options that might be coming to rookie minicamp. They're already there in Pittsburgh, so who knows? <laughs> you never know. Miles Austin has grown so much on me. He's the ste the stake of the draft. I know you meant steel. I know, oh yep, you, you did. You followed it up with steel. That's great. The stake of the draft, Miles Austin. I'm just hoping he's not another Dree Archer or another Chris Rainey, but this guy seems to be a little bit tougher, a little bit better built, solid muscle durable and that's what you need in the nfl because those smaller guys just being elusive isn't enough to stay alive in the nfl and he's a route runner as well yeah. with three archer and and and, and rainy they weren't <laughs> right <laughs> this will be a hell of a year including against the bungles the bungles <laughs> can't wait to see them we own philadelphia don't we hashtag got six got six Hell yeah, Michael Hall. That's what I like to see. Jordan Hall. Jordan, uh, again, back again. It's not open to the public. Just going over to wait after it's over. Very smart. Our photographer knows how to get those candid pictures, and I can't wait to see your great work coming in from tomorrow. Guys, follow Jordan on his social media. Jordan, post your stuff here. Uh, I think, because I, I, I don't want to get the JKSO underscore photography stuff. I know it's around there, but I don't want to say it wrong. So, Pop it in there so everybody knows how to follow you tomorrow when you're taking your snaps. And Michael Hall, schedule's been released. Just got an NFL notification. So I will go over here to NFL.com to see the schedule and how it released. Boom. Okay, here we go. Going to the schedule page now. Do you want to do this week by week? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it week by week. Let's have fun with this. Oh, oh, schedule week one. No games available. Damn it. <laughs> oh, I got it for me. Okay. I have it on mine. Okay. Well, now I'm going straight over to Pittsburgh Steelers directly. See yeah, if the schedule is on. Oh, here it is. Well, 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 this is different. Oh, that's preseason. So preseason schedule is already out. Let's talk about preseason. Going to have three games in the preseason. Week one, Saturday the 13th against the Seattle Seahawks at home. Week two, which is going to be the biggest preseason game of the year. The most starters will now play week two. That will be against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. 
Week three, rounding out the preseason against the Detroit Lions. So this is an interesting preseason. No Philadelphia Eagles. No Jets. We play the Jets a lot. We usually play Carolina a lot. In the, the Panthers. They usually play the Panthers every Ex year. Exactly, because the ownership between the two organizations are very, very close. Um, and that's a reason why there's a lot of Pittsburgh blood over in Carolina. So interesting, interesting preseason. Um, now moving on to the regular season. I don't, do I have the regular season? It has the preseason weeks. Where's my regular season stuff? Dang it. Where'd you get the release? Is it over Steeler, Steeler.com? Yeah. Oh, it's no, it's, I, I see it right here. Sorry. It, it's down here loaded at the bottom, but not in a format I'm used to seeing. So let me see if I can get this arranged. I definitely see the bang at the Bengals week one, like we were talking about. Looks like week two against the Patriots. Like we agreed, that one was definitely on there. It looks like we will be playing week two against the Patriots at home. Week three, we will be getting the Brownies in Cleveland. So normally we're used to seeing the Browns week one. Now we're going to have to wait till week three, Ben. And that's their first Thursday night game as well. Perfect. Oh, good call. Thank you very much for being able to read better than I can. Uh, <laughs> week four, it looks like we will be playing against the Jets at home, just like we had. Week five, we will be playing a different AFC East team. We will be traveling to Buffalo October 9th on Sunday to be playing the Bills, our neighbors to the north. I'm glad that it won't be snowing for that game. I'm glad <laughs> it's another early season game so we can right. avoid any of that stuff. <laughs> right. And then we had the question earlier, when are we playing the Bucks? Well, it looks like we're playing the Bucks week six. October 16th, one o'clock game at home against Tom Brady. I wish he was going to be in the booth for Fox as opposed to being on the field, but hopefully we got a chance to break his leg in that game. Yeah, and we'll see. And now that they have a new head coach and it's still pretty early in the season i mean i know six weeks isn't a long time necessarily but in the nfl that's pretty short yeah. in terms of the new coaching and how they adapt so we'll see and a new defense week, that's that is true that is true week seven we will be facing the other afc east team miami dolphins in sunny miami for a balmy october 23rd game in the prime time looks like a sunday night game ben that's right, and the terrible tailgate's going to be there with Steeler Nation, so grab your tickets now. Woo! There we go! Great callback over to Steeler Nation and the terrible tailgate. Also have it at every home game as well in Pittsburgh. Always have a great time at the tail terrible tailgate, but that is the away game for this year. And man, do does Steeler Nation have awesome weather to look forward to in Miami for that great game. Wow, I'm glad the way that one fell out. Uh, then, week eight... Looks like we are going to be going cross-state for that intrastate rival against the Philadelphia Eagles like we just talked about for the Halloween game. That's going to be your birthday game, Stryker. Yes, it is! <laughs> I can't wait! And is it your birthday right around there too, Ben? No, mine's in April. <laughs> ah, never mind. Ah, yeah. And then it looks like the bye week is going to fall right dead smack in the middle of our schedule, which I am fine with. We play eight games. We got our bye week, week nine. Then we're going to be going on 
the big stretch for the rest of our nine opponents starting week 10, Sunday, the 13th of November against the New Orleans Saints. I like that game coming out of a bye. It's a nice coast right back in, assuming the Saints are going to do what we think they're going to do. Yeah, and, and I'm, but I, I don't know, man, because Jameis Winston was the was the quarterback that I wanted in the preseason this year um, to be our veteran. Sorry, our veteran um, uh, quarterback to sign. We obviously signed your guy, Mitchell Trubisky, which I am not upset about. But if he was in there and if he's playing against us, I think that will be a much tougher game. He showed last year it looked like things were starting to click. He was five and two. They were the head of that division. They were the talk of the NFC South before he had his his uh, season-ending knee injury being knocked out, and then New Orleans started their downward spiral from last season. Yep, Sean Payton isn't with them anymore, so it's going to be oh. a, a, another one of those where it's a new head coach, it's a new defense. So just got to see how it shakes out. Nice. Uh, week 11, we finally face the division rival Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday night. Another primetime game at home against the Bungles. How do you feel about seeing the division rival, obviously, in week one and then week 11, Ben? A lot can happen in, what, 10 weeks' time, yep. especially with a bye week. I don't know when the Bengals have their bye week, but I'm assuming it's also before that. Yeah. Um, I guess prime time whenever uh, AFC North comes into Heinz Field, and it's year two, you're on the second half of the season. So th yep. this game's going to have some oomph behind it, even more so than it already does. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, ask me after uh, the September game, and I'll let you know. <laughs> now it looks like we've gotten up to week 12, which is Thanksgiving week. We do not have a Thanksgiving Day game, but we do have the Monday night matchup against the Indianapolis Colts and their new quarterback, Ben. Talk about that. Uh, well, Matt Ryan, he came over from uh, the Falcons. We'll see. This is, and I'm, I'm playing uh, it's Frank Wright. This is his third or fourth starter there with the Colts in terms of quarterback. Uh -huh. um, yeah, he's not really going to be much of a concern. I'm more concerned about the running back. Um, and I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now. Out of oh, Wisconsin. me too. Yeah, not Johnson. Uh, um, and I don't know why yeah. I'm blanking on it, but I shouldn't be. But if the Steelers want to put them away they got to shut down that running game they also have one of the best offensive lines in football as well yeah then we f go on the short rest six days later and play matt ryan's old team in atlanta on the with the travel day there that's going to be a tough matchup on a short week having to travel but fortunately we're not traveling to the west coast this year i love it <laughs> I love it. They're, they have, I think, uh, yeah, it's the least amount of miles here for the Steelers this season, mm -hmm. which I absolutely love. They don't leave the Eastern time zone. Steelers don't do too well on the West no. Coast. Yeah. Um, so I have now, obviously, playoffs are a different story. But, um, yeah, I, I am not upset about that. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like all of these leaks were 100% right. We have week 14, Sunday at 1 o'clock against the Baltimore Ravens at home. Always a tough matchup. Also locked in on week 17, which is the New Year game at Baltimore this year. So what a way to celebrate ringing in the New Year's than ringing the bells of the old rats in Baltimore on New Year's Day. 
Yeah, you can't be hungover for that one, Stryker. You've got to be there <laughs> in full force. I will be full-throated, full force. I can't wait for that matchup. I always love the Charm City matchups. Uh, week 15 was also correct. Just backtracking a couple weeks against the Carolina Panthers, which the teams know so well. That is looking at this. Well, I thought it was three away games in a row. It's not. It was Indianapolis and Atlanta on the road. Then at home against the Ravens, back on the road against Carolina Panthers. But that matchup that we just alluded to, the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception falling on the 23rd of December this year, which is a Friday. There are no NFL games on Friday this year, but the following day, the Steelers get their rival 50 years later. Back in the same town, not the same stadium, but back in the same town for the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. What a fun way to celebrate the 50th anniversary than to be able to play the team that would change our future was our first playoff game in Pittsburgh Steeler history. Now we get to see them at home again for the repeat 50 years later. And it's going to be a playoff atmosphere, I think. But <laughs> that opponent at that point in the season, right before Christmas, right before they play the Ravens again. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then that's what we said. We have the Ravens again on New Year's Day. Uh, and then we finally close out the ceiling against the only team we seem to ever close out the season against. Who's going to be resting? Who's going to be our starting quarterback this year against the Cleveland Browns? Holy Hades. We always play the Cleveland Browns at home at the end of the year and at the beginning of the year. The longest stretch between division opponents, week two to week 18, the Brownies. How does that hit you? Uh, I mean, it's a great, it's, it's a great prime up game. I would say here. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's really it. I hope we're at the point in the Steelers sake where that game doesn't mean a lot. Steelers already have something already locked in the bag. Always hate to play that with a meaningful uh, something on the line because yeah. then the Browns are looking to play spoiler, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a fun little, uh, it's a fun little teaser heading there. It, into the postseason. And, and the one thing that I, I want to talk about that matchup now is them acquiring um, freaking uh, oh, the quarterback, Watson. Oh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Watson. Elementary, my dear Watson. We've got, <laughs> uh, we got Watson now, our neighbor to the Northwest. And this is going to be a much different team because Baker Mayfield now is no longer there. So now we have to figure out whether the stink of not making the playoffs falls on the cooking of Baker, or if it's the town itself, the mistake on the lake. Watson's got a lot to answer to. We'll see if he's even playing this season, Ben. Yeah, it, I think he, he will. They don't have a, a another quarterback. I mean, outside of, uh, yeah, I think it was Jacoby Brissett. Uh, yeah. Brisket, who's now their backup. Brisket! Uh, um, so, <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing, too. I mean, seeing as though it's so late in the season and and the fact that Watson hasn't played a full NFL season in now over a year, yeah. see how long he can hold up if he can last 17 weeks. We'll see. <laughs> and now we're at the fun part of the show. Steeler Nation, we've gone through the schedule. Start uh, spouting off. Let us know what games you're going to be going to. Let us know what games you're looking forward to, what weeks, what matchups. At least, you know, I can't be upset with the way the, the schedule has fallen. 
you know, getting the bye week and the halfway point as opposed to the first four weeks, that crap has to end. Like me personally, I think bye weeks should always fall 9, 10, 11, 12, and you just rotate them every year with the bye division. That is the fairest way to do it. I don't understand how they do bye weeks or they figure out, other than to give Brady as late as possible of a bye week, just so he's fresh for the playoffs. That's the one. Yeah, thing. he's like a good like week 14. Exactly. Five. Holy crap. I don't I haven't seen where their bye falls. If you want to start looking that up while we're talking and checking out some stuff, I am interested to see how that one falls because they always tend to give Brady a late bye week every year. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting, mm-hmm. this Mr. Craft. Hmm. So Going back over to Steeler Nation, time for you to sound off. Miles, what are your thoughts on the newish safety signing KZ? I, of course, have been talking about this. You guys all know that Honey Badger was my number one, but I did acquiesce and state if we can get a guy like Honey Badger or KZ, I would be a very happy man. I always mention KZ second to Honey Badger. Obviously wanted Honey Badger first, but very happy to get the talents and the playmaking ability of KZ at a reduced price, Ben. Right. And we were wondering during the draft, like, mm-hmm. when are they going to draft a, a safety? I mean, we saw Kyle <laughs> Hamilton go to the Raiders. We're like, no, oh, like, no, we wanted that. Oh. And then we saw more safeties go. We're like, all right, Steelers got to do something. Now we know yeah. why they didn't do anything, um, which I love it. I think, um, I mean, he's going to be a great rotational guy. Um, they're swapped. I think it's going to be more of a timeshare. Obviously, we'll see how Camp does. I think it's going to be more of a timeshare between him and Edmonds. There's a strong safety position. So, and he's he's a he's good enough to be a starter on any other team, essentially. Yeah. So, even if he plays more as like a a, a, a dime backer, which I don't, he doesn't really play that, but yeah, I, I love it as a great rotational player. He's already starter quality. Mm. Um, so love it, absolutely love it. I agree. Yeah, at least for me, I'm glad with the healthy competition between him and Edmonds for this season. Is it going to go to the guy that started the last four years on our team? Or is it going to go to the guy that's been starting for multiple teams in this league that can make more plays? You know, open competition is always good. I've heard possibly maybe playing some slot as well, which he has done in the past. But personally... My dream would be to see him starting at strong safety. That's the guy I want. I want somebody with a little bit more playmaking ability next to Minka so they can free range, have a blast, and make big plays for the Steelers. Couldn't be a better pickup, in my opinion, aside from not getting Honey Badger. But the price point by acquiring both KZ and re-signing Edmonds, we paid one-third of the amount of money than we would have for Honey Badger. Honey Badger ended up locking in about 11 mil a year, not 16 like he wanted. Like I was talking about, guys, you don't get paid after the draft. If you're holding out, you do not get paid after the draft. He got 11 mil a year, still very affordable. But with, uh, I think both of our guys combined, we're right around like three and a half, four mil tops with those two guys. So excellent, excellent money marketing and money management by Kevin Colbert on his way out. Oh, I'm going to I, I love it. Love it. <laughs> Next question. Uh, Law schedule protector video was the best quality content I've ever seen. Not sure what that means. If you can share a link, Ben, do you know about that? Schedule protector video. I, I don't, maybe it might be something that was on uh, NFL network or ESPN too with the, 
release. Maybe that's that's all I yeah, can guess. I don't know. Then let us know. Let us know, Derpy. Um, Michael Hall, 3-0 and in preseason. If we lose against the Lions, you can ban me for life. <laughs> Come on. I'm not going to ban anyone for life. For How about losing a tie? How about a tie? Exactly. <laughs> I just, I'm going to follow it up with like, yeah, expect us to tie the last week of preseason there going into it. <laughs> but here's here's one thing about preseason games to Steeler Nation. Something I just want to touch on quickly. Um, general, generally, you win a lot of preseason games with depth. Steelers had a lot of depth at quarterback last year. Haskins, Rudolph, Ben, Dobbs. This year, ton of depth. You got two rookies that we drafted. We've got Trubisky. We got Rudolph. Having a lot of depth down the line probably is going to translate to more plays later in preseason games and us racking up points. So looking forward to that, probably going to have a winning preseason record. You can bank on that. Take that money over there to Vegas. And offensive line depth as well, which we've been talking about a lot. Good point. Which we which we have a lot in spades on the interior this year. We'll have to see how the uh, how the tackles are going to shake up here coming into training camp, or if we're going to pick up another vet. Uh, next question comes from Michael Hall. Well, like the LA Chargers in the past, we will invade every road game we go. It's kind of like a big thing we do. Hashtag Black and Gold. Hashtag here to invade your houses. Love it, Michael Hall. And it's not like. We're invading. We yeah, sure we'll travel. We we got our Steeler Nation game down in Miami this year, so a lot of people are going to be traveling to that. But a lot of Steeler Nation already lives in Florida. They got a short trip over to the stadium. And there's a lot in Carolina. Here I can tell you, there's a lot in Charlotte. Charlotte's basically <laughs> yes. Pittsburgh South. Oh, that's awesome! Hell, isn't that where uh, freaking uh, Cower went to retire? Didn't it? Doesn't he have a hosting uh, house in Carolina? I think he's in Raleigh, but yeah, 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 yeah. yep. Yep, somewhere in the area. Miles back again. Money Mitch's son has just been born. Hudson, yes, welcome to the family. Have you have you reached out to the mother? I know you know her personally, Ben. Oh no, I know that's Parker. I like to think I'd like to like to think so. Um <laughs> I mean I just liked his Instagram post and said congratulations on there. Oh, Hopefully you saw it. <laughs> right. Oh, that that's that is Big news, new family member, new baby boy in the family. Congratulations, because you've just given birth to a Yinzer there, Mitch. Say it's a new <laughs> member of Steeler Nation. That it is. <laughs> the newest, youngest member of Steeler Nation. Welcome <laughs> to Steeler Nation, Hudson. Miles, a few days ago. Yeah, it was a couple days ago, yep. Uh, Miles Pressgrave, he will be a future Steeler, right? Taylor! Is that is that the kid's name, Kayla? Yeah, uh, Taylor's usually the one that corrects us, and he's usually always correct. So I always love checker behind the scenes. <laughs> she is she is the Steeler Nation vidcast fact checker. Cheers, Kayla, to you, <laughs> Michael Hall. Baltimore still owes us a Thanksgiving game, especially what happened with their club last year. Well, that's what they owed us. I think that's why they let us win both games against them against us last year. Yeah, I don't think allowing us. It was more of just a self-imposing <laughs> will by the Steelers. Um, <laughs> right. And that's what got him into the playoffs. So, hey. <laughs> yeah, right. Robert Tamburo, how you doing, my friend? Hey, all. What's up, Stryker and Ben? Which veteran players have been showing up at the off-season workouts? Do we know which ones have been staying or which ones have just been making one day and done? I personally have not been following up on that, Robert. I know that we do have uh, players that do live in Pittsburgh. We also have players that are training in their home states, Texas, 
Florida, California this time of year as well. Um, have you heard of anybody that's hanging around Pittsburgh other than rookie minicamp, which is starting tomorrow? Right. Yeah. I'd say outside of rookies. I mean, yeah. um, I saw Mitch is out there. Um, I saw uh, Watt was out there. Highsmith was out there. Uh, a lot of the offensive linemen, especially the newer guys, Mason Cole um, yeah. and, and uh, um, Blanket on the guard's name. Oh, geez. Uh, oh, J- Jenkins. COVID. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. my COVID brain. Yeah, it's um, all right. <laughs> um, those are really it. I saw, uh, or Daniels. Not- Sorry, J- James Daniels. I said James. Yeah. James Daniels. Uh, um, Deontay is not there. I didn't see Chase Claypool there. Um Miles Jack is there. I know that. Yep. Oh, nice. And, and of course, I think Cam Hayward has been in the building, and we've already heard yeah. that. I'm sure that too would has been in and out in some capacity as well. Right. And Miles asking, when are the Steelers playing the Jets? The Steelers are playing the Jets week four at home. So look forward to that game. Are you planning on going to that one, Miles? Let us know. Uh, Robert, back again. Uh, when we had the Immaculate Reception, the standard was still the standard. But now we have the immaculate deception when Coach T lies that the standard is still the standard. Love those points of view over there, Robert. Having Jeez, fun with Bob. it. Yeah. <laughs> coming, coming hard in the preseason on the fir- on Steelers New Year. <laughs> Unlike the New Year's game that we're going to have against the Cleveland Browns. But I always love hearing from you, Rob, and your, and your counterpoints. Uh, Rad Rob, we happily pretend that the immaculate reception is not a real thing. <laughs> I love it, guys. Miles, my question is Riddick out of the GM possibilities. I I have not heard yet if Riddick is in the second round of the uh, GM, uh, the GM interviews yet. Uh, What have you heard, Ben? He's been spending a lot of time in Pittsburgh, whether if that's coincidental. I mean, he was at the pit uh, at at the pit commencement here right after the draft. Yeah. So he's been spending a lot of time in Pittsburgh. It may just be a coincidence. Well, he's he he alum, but who knows? Uh, yeah, that's why I, it could be something there. Um, yeah. I, I would love. I would love it if your great good buddy Lewis would be a part of the front office there, striker. That would be amazing. Oh, I know it would be fantastic. So I guess if it is a question, I don't have a yes or a no. It's more of I hope not. All right. I I hope he is. I yeah. hope he's not out of it. I hope he's in it. Right. And I know they keep releasing every day a new interview. Thus far, Steeler Nation, these are the players or the the the, uh, the personnel that the, that the Steelers have had in for second interviews. Omar Khan, who is our capologist. Uh, Brandon Hunt, who is our head of, of uh, player scouting within the organization. So those are the two home guys. Uh, Andy Wydell from the Eagles is a guy who has a Pittsburgh background. I think he started his career in player personnel over here on our side, our side of the state. Um, Doug Whaley, former Bills GM, also worked with the Steelers a little bit. Uh, Ryan Cowden with the Titans. And John Spytek with the Bucks was just the most recent person called. Though I don't know how a guy with a last name Spytek doesn't want to play or perform with anyone but but Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Or Bill Belichick in <laughs> New England. Who knows? <laughs> I got this new technology for you. <laughs> Spytek. <laughs> John Spytek. That does sound eerily weird he he does sound like a tech company (laughs) he does he does sadly uh next question here michael scott joiner do you see the steelers going 
after the cornerback dropped by the Giants. I'll leave this one to you, Ben. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think seeing as though, again, it, it, I, I would say that that the cornerback position was one of the safety position striker where we were talking the whole time yeah. about the draft of where the Steelers going to draft a cornerback, seeing as though they didn't. Yeah. Um, they brought a couple on, you know, as un as undrafted free agent rookies here in camp to try yeah. them out. But yeah. um, I don't think, I think that as of where we are right now, I think that they are set with their secondary as of where we are. Cool. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think right now, I think his, his, I'm surprised he hasn't been snatched up already. It's kind of like what happened when Hayden first hit the market. Like it was that night he was driving to Pittsburgh and signed the freaking contract before the ink on his, Kick, kicked out of the city papers, even dried in Cleveland. That was like the best scenario. A, a guy that really was an instant walk-on starter the day after he signed that paper. I'm surprised this guy isn't already on a roster. It might be because of his, of, uh, his price tag. I know that's why the Giants dropped him here to right. begin with. So. It's all about the money. (laughs) (laughs) And Robert Tamboro winning all your preseason games often seems to precede a poor season. I'd rather us really give an underdog a chance. Easy, even if it means L's. That's not an L, actually a W. You found a player. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for us, really, it's like points don't matter with the whole uh, preseason stuff. You can really, I mean, I remember times where like, I think it was the year that the lions went winless. I think they went undefeated in preseason that season. I think they and were- the Browns, I think did the same thing. Right. Well. Right. Which is crazy. So, uh, so it can't happen to me. It just speaks more to the depth of your team. If you're winning preseason games, except for the like Baltimore, Baltimore, like always like goes out to try to win all their preseason games. I think they've got a, an insane streak of like five years of five straight preseason wins. So hang that on your hat over there in Baltimore. And then Mr. Harbaugh, uh, Harbaugh, um, having fun over there in Baltimore, winning his preseason games. Yay. <laughs> Good job. Brian Brown striker. Looks like 17 and O to me. Yeah. Brian on our way to 20 and O the only record any Steeler fan will ever accept preseason and be happy with. That's the only way we could ever be happy is if we go 20 and O. uh, we'll, we'll have to break that 12 and O record that we had with Ben. Yep. First football game. Awesome. That's great to hear, Miles. That's awesome. Uh, and, and let me know, too, because if you're going to be there week four, uh, like I said, we'll DM each other. We'll meet up. Yeah, I got to meet you in real life, too, man. We're, you've always been fun part of the show, and I can't wait to hang out with you. Are you old enough to have a beer yet? You let me know. I can't, I can't get in trouble. I can't get in trouble I'm trying to feed you beers. <laughs> Robert, it's important for the veterans to be there with the new players and young players, even if they have better workout possibilities in their home states. The veteran presence is needed from team from team bond. Yeah, I completely agree. Great points there, uh, Rob. And uh, but I also like we do know that at least for rookie minicamp, probably not going to see as many vets because the team wants to see these younger players, see what they have on film, see what they have in the room and get to know actually how these guys perform in a practice setting, get to know their personalities and their work ethic. It's really important, especially when you're trying to see how well these guys that you evaluated do when you actually get them in the building. Right. And again, it's all, it's a new secondary outside of the two safety positions. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how the quarters kind of play off each other. I know opposite ends of the field, but inside versus outside, how they play the zone scheme, 
all that fun stuff. Nice. Uh, Miles Pressgraves. Also, I don't think DJ is coming back. Uh, I think his price raised up, and with the wide receiver depth, Steelers won't bite. I'm on the opposite of that, personally, Miles. I, I think he's your franchise wide receiver. I pay him $16 million a year. That's what he's been asking for, and I think that's a steal. I'd lock him into a five-year contract at that amount today. Um, don't know if you disagree. Don't know if you like different wide receivers on the roster, Ben, but right now he's the only wide receiver currently on our roster that I can hang 100 receptions on. I, I absolutely agree. You know, it's going to come down to he's only played with one quarterback. I mean, outside Mason Rudolph, yeah, but he's but, already played with and one Duck. He played with Duck and Rudolph that year. He had both of them. That was, right. that was his rookie year. That's right. He made <laughs> Duck. He helped Duck out a lot. Yes, he did. Um, but for the most part, you know, all of last year where he had his, his best season, he mm. played with one quarterback. Yes. Um. So it's going to be interesting to see how he adapts to now two new. He's going to be catching balls from two new guys, basically, right. the way I see it in camp. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be one of those two where, okay, so where do you draw the line in terms of the price tag? Mm -hmm. If, um, you know, if he performs the same as he did last year, does that, does that validate that 16 mil? Or does it show of a plateau where we want to kind of lowball that because he may have already hit a ceiling? Who knows? Yeah, and that's really interesting that you're alluding to those two quarterbacks that are going to be throwing him a ton of balls with uh, Chris Olodekin and uh, uh, Mason Rudolph. So, yeah, we'll have to see how they <laughs> Wrong. Oh, no. oh the other, you met the other two guys. You met Trubisky. First team and, reps. First team reps. And Pickett. Oh, is, that, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, that'll be interesting to see. It will be. It will be. Michael Hall, who are the candidates for GM and who do you and Ben would love to see GM in Pittsburgh? Obviously, my heart goes out to Riddick. I would love to have Riddick on board just because we've interviewed him. He's a great guy. One of the smartest football minds I've ever had on my show. Um, and I think that he would fit in really well. He's a Pitt uh, graduate or alum. For University of Pittsburgh, he's got the Pittsburgh roots, and he stated when he is on the show that Pittsburgh is one of the three organizations that he'd come calling. If they came calling, he would answer, and he did answer the call. The Giants and the uh, the Raiders being the other two, oddly enough. Yeah, I I, I love your buddy Lewis. If it if it if it isn't him, then I like the two in house guys. I love Omar I, I Khan and what he yeah. can do. You know, inside the cap space, love Brandon Hunt as well. He's really grown there. He's been able to follow Kevin Colbert the whole way. So yeah. I would say any of those three guys would be great. Nice. And Miles, here we go. Talking about my second favorite sport, favorite sport to play. I was never a hockey fan, but the Penguins have me so hyped. Hopefully we can get Sidney Crosby back for game six, because my gosh, was that a different game when he went down? They were in complete control of that game. And it seems like the matchups just slanted completely in the Rangers' favor when we lost the best player in the NHL for the second half of that game. It was a dirty hit. It was a dirty hit. But yeah. they got to close it out tomorrow, and they need that extra, yeah. like that extra weekend of bye, really, here for Crosby, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, from, from watching that hit, do you think it was a head injury? Do you think it was an arm injury? I think what it was a head injury. It looked yeah. like he caught the elbow, like right in the side of the face. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's no helmet there or anything. Um, because right. as soon as he got up, he kind of shook and then just skated off. <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah I think he just he, he got his bell rung. And unfortunately, for a guy that has a history of 
concussions. Obviously, they found out the big part of it was his neck, and they had the surgery on his neck to help alleviate a lot of that pressure. Um, but he's had a long career since that, and I remember back when that occurred. But he understands what a concussion feels like, and I know at least he's not he should not be forcing himself back. But I hope he is healthy enough to play and has enough time off to be able to come back and play uh, Friday. So, because fortunately we got that extra game off. So it was a two games in between switching between cities that extra 48 hours, hopefully will be enough to get uh, him back on his skates in the, in the arena to help close it out for the, for the penguins. Um, Next question here, comment by Robert PS. I do not criticize coach T when the Steelers are losing, but only when they're on winning streaks, are in the offseason when people seem to choose to forgive the truth. And that's a fair point. That is a fair point, sir. Miles, I think Bryce Watts is our undrafted free agent cornerback pickup. He was a lockdown corner in college. Excited to see him play. Can you speak to Steeler Nation on Bryce Watts there, Ben? I think he's the one from UConn. Let me see. Um, I know Justin was doing a lot of like work on those guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, it's yes. going to be because you, you, he was from UMass. Close. UMass. There we go. Uh, the same area. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I agree. He was a lockdown guy. He's going to be playing behind. I mean, I think that they have pegged um, a couple uh, Witherspoon as a starter yeah. and Levi Wallace as well. So, but yeah, I mean, he's going to be competing against uh, like Justin Lane there, who is going to be in a tough competition, I think. So, yeah. We'll have to see what the UMass competition, you know, how that translates. <laughs> yep. 20 is the new 21 striker. I think we're alluding to the amount of wins we can get in the season. I am down with that, Miles. Uh, here's another one. Great point, Michael Hall. I see TJ breaking the Steelers' all-time sack record this year. And maybe Hayward. Got some options there. I'm going to bring up the uh, Steelers' uh, all-time sack all time sack leaders, which I always have right here, which pops immediately up for me because I look it up like all the freaking time. Um, now if we're going uh regular, ah, dang it, it brought up the wrong freaking uh thing that I was used to normally seeing. Uh, but uh, James Harrison, I know, is the current all time sack leader officially at 80.7, uh, and then we get Watt is officially at 72, seven and a half sacks away from the all-time Steelers record in his sixth season, Ben. He has he has a very good chance of that happening. And then that's a sack like every other game, almost right. less than every other game. And right. so if that if that doesn't happen, that's probably because something else is going on. Right. Yeah, I don't see why he 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 wouldn't be breaking that. And he was pushing close to two sacks a game. Last year is like 1.7, I think, in the games that he played. Uh, but then we have immediately behind him Cam Hayward at 68 sacks. Still has a chance. It looks like he's about 12 and a half away. That's not out of the realm of possibility for Hayward to pass Mr. Uh, Harrison as well. Just a matter of how much help he gets there on the line. I mean, he was kind of by himself uh, all of last year here but now with a healthier line they drafted a new guy um here so if he gets you know the one-on-ones all of that kind of stuff there in the inside yeah he has a good he's another one who has a good shot and and here we're looking at like i'm just looking at the amount of games these guys took to get to where they got james harrison 80 and a half sacks and 177 games 
Cam Hayward, next most amount of games in this in this top five, 166 games at 68 sacks. Jason Gilden, 158 games to be our previous sack leader at 77. TJ Watt, 72 sacks in 77 career games. He has the ability to take his career total to one sack a game this season, as this is the way it looks like his stats have been pushing here lately. That is insane. The guy is just a freaking freak. Absolute freak. Animal. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. I'm looking forward to it, too, Hall, and I, and I, I got to get myself a Watt jersey because that's the next jersey I really, really must have. Now that Honey Badger didn't make the team, I'm not getting Honey Badger. <laughs> um, Michael Scott, join up. Crosby concussion is the word out there. Yeah, unfortunately. Prayers to Crosby. Yeah, with you guys. Um, I woke up in Midnight Terrors replaying the safety blues in the draft. Oddly enough, it only happens on Monday. And the crazy stuff, too, with as much as we loved the Ravens draft, it seems like the Ravens kind of lamented the fact that New Orleans jumped up and took Davis before they were ready to draft, it seemed like Davis was going to be their guy. When the comp picks came out in the fourth round and we took Austin, we took not only the receiver that they were targeting, but we put them so much on tilt, Ben. They didn't pick up a receiver in the whole draft and they traded away Hollywood Brown. Yeah, and now what that was, they don't have anyone. <laughs> I know. Arguably the deepest wide receiver draft in history and the and the, the the Ravens, the team that can't draft a wide receiver, didn't draft a wide receiver. Now they have to fix it in free agency. All they have is Rashad Bateman as of right now as their receiver. Obviously, they have that stud tight end. Um, but yeah, Rashad Bateman, who's a second year guy, who's he, he's good. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but you can't sustain an offense with one good wide receiver. <laughs> Perhaps they should have waited until after the draft before getting rid of Miles Boykin. Perhaps. 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 <laughs> We're happy to have him. He's in the mix. He might make the team. We will have to see. Uh, last chances here, Steeler Nation. I'm going to start going down through my run through. You guys know the drill. You guys have been here. Uh, so obviously we always end the show on the Steeler Nation quotes. But let me start as soon as I figure out the right window here to open to start going through my stuff. Uh, be sure to tune in. Tomorrow, I know we're going to have the uh, podcast releasing over at DK Pittsburgh Sports. So check out the great Pittsburgh sports content over at DKPittsburghSports.com, at DKPS Podcasts Twitter. That is all the great podcasts that they provide. I being one of them, Steeler Nation Podcast, over at DK Pittsburgh Sports. Read our great Pittsburgh Steeler focused articles at SteelerNation.com, especially ones that are written by the great Ben McCallion right here, people. Uh, uh, read, follow us, Steeler Nation, tweet us at Steeler Nation, Instagram us at SteelerNation.com, follow the Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore SN podcast, or follow me on Twitter on Instagram at SN striker, or follow Ben McCallion at the Ben sauce underscore. Is that correct? That's right. Ah, Twitter. That's my boy at the Ben Sauce underscore. Of course, he's, I've been linking him to all the stuff here uh, today. So be sure to give him a follow as well. As, as you guys know, as you guys have been following the draft as well, you know how fun he is. And pleasure to have you on the show as well, Ben. Pleasure is all mine, Striker. <laughs> Last calls, obviously going to Steeler Nation. Brian Brown, the Ravens stink. Lamar Jackson and that tight end 
is all the buzzards got. Right old, right oh. Great show as always. Thank you, Michael Scott Joyner. Brian Brown, have a good night. Go Steelers. Miles Pressgraves, I just followed Ben today. I got you, G. Miles, thank you, Miles. Thank you. Yeah, Miles is always a great follow. Michael Hall, see you, Striker. I'll see you guys as well. We, You guys are the heart and soul of the show. Love talking to you every week. Probably going a little earlier in the week next year. I'm not sure how my schedule is going to work out, but always somewhere between a Tuesday and a Thursday, we generally try to put out the vidcast, and I will tweet it before we put it out. But thank you once again, Steeler Nation, for joining us for another great Steeler Nation vidcast sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, part of the Big Play Vidcast Network. I'm your host, G Striker, with Ben McCallion, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers! <laughs>